You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What's he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello, I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. We are back, and we are joined by the ESO Network movie reviewer, Ashley Pauls. It's her first time on Earth Station Who. Hello, I'm so excited. This is to be in this part of the station for the first time and um, to chat about one of my other passions. I know I talk about uh, Star Wars a lot, but I also love Doctor Who, so I'm really looking forward to this. It's like Mike and I had been talking about it, and it was like, has Ashley ever been on Earth Station Who? And we were like, no. So I asked Ashley to actually pick one of her favorite episodes. And she actually came up with the 10th Doctor and Martha story of the Shakespeare Code. And so it's going to be a lot of fun to talk all about that. We're going back almost 15 years, folks. Can you believe it's already been that long? I think Ashley was still in elementary school at the time. So. Uh, sadly, I was a little, a fair bit older than elementary school, but we won't go into that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're, you're older than your daughter was. Okay. Got it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's good to know. But it's great to have you here. Um, for people who don't know you, you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, like you mentioned, I do movie reviews on the ESO podcast and really enjoy talking with the crew there about new movie releases. Um, I also blog over on the ESO podcast website about movies, TVs, and all kinds of fun geeky stuff. So yeah, I have... I try to keep a pretty wide range of geeky passions. Like I mentioned, Star Wars is my big thing, but I also love Doctor Who, Marvel. I think we really do live in a time with an embarrassment of riches when it comes to geek content. So it's hard sometimes to keep up with all of it. And then sometimes I forget, and it's fun to go back and revisit things that I've already seen, like some of these Doctor Who episodes. Gotcha. That's pretty awesome. And it's great to have you on board because, you know, off the air, we've talked about Doctor Who tons. And so it's neat to actually have you up here for this. So we won't make it just your first time. We'll actually have you back a couple Oh, times. nice, nice. <laughs> so, so it'll be cool. We'll actually, you know, maybe introduce you to some of the older Doctor Who stuff that you haven't seen before. So it'll be very nice to have that. We also have our regulars here, too. Of course, we have Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. And the lovely and talented Mary Ogle. 
everybody. It is fantastic to be here. I think someday I'm going to introduce Mike Gordon as lovely and talented also. But, I think you, know. you should. I, yes. I, I only hope that one day that'll come. But it, it just <laughs> it, it goes without saying. It yes. is implied. <laughs> it is. Implied. A lot of people have not said that. Yes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that must be true. <laughs> Somewhere down the line, it has to be true. But we definitely are very excited to have Ashley here, and we got a great episode to talk about. We, of course, want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at feedback at ourstationwho.com. Let us know what you guys thought. Let us know, you know, did you guys see this when it originally came out? Or have you caught it later on? Or. You know, how do you guys think about this one? This is interesting because this is only Martha's second episode and it's actually her first time travel adventure. So it's going to be interesting to talk all about because we were looking at it. We actually have not talked a ton about Martha on the show. So it's interesting that I think we have a list of, you know, episodes that we haven't reviewed yet, probably with the 10th Doctor era this season's probably the most we haven't talked about. So it's going to be real interesting to see. But definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Um, also, of course, if you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to Earth Station Who. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Um, we have got confirmation that Earth Station Who will be at Dragon Con this year. So we will have a panel through the Brit Tracks. I just ha don't have confirmation on when or where. And don't ask about the app, folks, or we'll have to make you drink, you know, as we like to say. So it's a good thing. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Please subscribe to our show. We're available wherever fine podcasts are found. And if you get a chance, please rate us. Five stars would be great. Or as we like to say, five TARDISes on this show. And it's always good to be able to rate us and, you know, just let people know about us. It's always a great thing. All right. Some Doctor Who news time. There isn't much Doctor Who news that we really can talk about yet. Um, tons of rumors going around. Um, a lot of pictures going around about the 60th anniversary special. Who's appearing? Who's not? Um, it is, you know, pretty much a given Neil Patrick Harris has been in a lot of pictures, so he. You well, they've, know, they've released an official picture. Oh yeah, they so have him in the top confirmed. hat and tuxedo, yes. and yes. but they also have him dressed as the old old man too. Yeah. So it's leading to that. Pretty much everyone's thinking that it's going to be the celestial toy maker, which has been awesome. He certainly has that vibe from the costume. Oh, very much so. Very, very much so. And it'd be kind of cool if he changed his appearance a few times during the episode or such. And it would be, you know, you, you see still the ton of pictures of Donna and David. And so, you know, you have Ten and Donna. But, you know, what else are we getting? We don't know yet. There's been rumor that you've seen people surprisingly dressed as Dr. 11 and Dr. 12 running around. But right now they're saying those are extras. So, you know, maybe fill-ins, but Matt Smith has, um, appeared with, uh, the new haircut, new, new old haircut, I should say. Mm. So, you know, the odds are that you'll probably see Matt, but everything else, I really don't want to talk about and everything. Cause the rumors are numerous and, you know, I don't know what you guys have heard and, you know, if you want to talk about any of that, because, you know, we don't really talk about rumors on the show. 
So, yeah, I don't really. There, there's a ton, an absolute ton of rumors, uh, some of which are more likely than others because there are a lot of set photography going around. Um, they've had they've shot a lot outdoors and people have captured a lot, but. Yeah, it's all it's all speculation right now, so it's probably best not to go too much into it. But we can, you know, Neil Patrick Harris was announced in there, and official pictures came out, and uh, I'm mean, I'm looking forward to that, and he'll make a great villain, I think. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice if he carried throughout the whole season, even or something. Yeah, be, who knows? You know, it's, you know, it would be very interesting to see, but you know, this is speculation and. We are not official, folks. We are not official. This is just four friends talking about Doctor Who. So, you know, it'll be it'll be neat to see. And, yeah. You know, the only thing that I uh, am sort of scratching my head about, and it leads into when we were talking about uh, on the last episode about Galaxy Four, and I was wondering, like, why their their release schedule on their classic episodes and what they're going to devote a lot of time to makes no sense to me. And and in, and this is even a further example because if in fact uh, we are getting the Celestial Toy Maker, it seems to me that it would be in their best interest to give us an animated version of that one since it doesn't exist otherwise. And yet that's not True. on the table. Um, you know, I mean, it's possible that it is on the table. We just don't know. But it has, certainly hasn't been released at this point. Um, and you know, maybe. Maybe the producers uh, prefer to have something that nobody can compare to. <laughs> so when they <laughs> when they <laughs> so when they break continuity or canon or whatever what have you, they uh, they don't There's have to less, be that less squawking right, about it. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to be that accountable because only a select people will have remembered or who have uh, you know done the research. But but it seems to me like you know cases like this, it's a, it's a great opportunity to um, you know to 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 bring a lot of those lost adventures to life. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting some of them. I'm glad that we're getting, we've gotten the ones we have. Um, and even though galaxy four was, you know, uh, a bit of a hit and a miss at the same time, I, I, you know, I sort of just scratched my head. Like, why did they put all the investment energy into that? If they, you know, if the celestial toy maker is right around the corner. No, agreed. Also, I wouldn't mind, actually, before the 60th anniversary comes along, I wouldn't mind us reviewing the big Finnish adventure, Nightmare Fair, which is based off of one of the lost stories um, with Colin Baker and Nicole Bryant that they did, because that was the reintroduction of the Celestial Toymaker. It was the, I think it was the lost season of 20, lost season 23, which, you know, ended up because when Doctor Who technically got put on hold or canceled with Colin Baker, they uh, basically had these all the scripts already started and written for most of the season. And Big Finish has um, basically recreated a few of them. And that was one that they did because that was supposed to be the return of the Celestial Toymaker. The, uh, and, and, you know, we don't even know if this is the same celestial toy maker and then with the multiverse open up, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it would just confuse things more, but I, I just think that these, these sorts of tie-ins are things that the BBC for some reason just seems to be very blind about. 
Mm-hmm. I don't well, agree completely. I agree I mean, completely with that. Who knows? If it, he becomes a popular villain again, maybe they'll be more willing to revisit that sort of thing. Well, it's interesting because if you look at classic series fans, he is very popular. And even though he only appeared once, he was supposed to, you know, it was he was brought up during the, actually, I think during the Black Guardian and the White Guardian Peter Davison era. Because I think the t- toy maker was supposed to be the same race as the the guardians, so it w- and so he had brought, been brought up then, and you know people always had very favorable things about people who actually have seen that one. And I've read the novel the target novelization, and it was really a good story. So I definitely it's really an intriguing character. I mean, I, it, I I hope they do. I hope it is the Celestial Toymaker because I'd really love for them to explore his story some more. It's interesting because there's a Marvel villain named Arcade who actually is kind of the same premise, even though he's human, but he does the same thing, uses people to as puppets and as, and as toys and mixes it all in and everything. And you can lose your life because of him and everything. And when I read the books back in the early 1980s, um, (laughs) we, um, you know, the X-Men had just met Arcade at the time. And I thought I clearly saw the similarity and everything, which was pretty cool. So it's pretty interesting. I would very much like it to be the Celestial Toymaker. And, of course, Russell T is probably going... Silly people. It's not. (laughs) He's the showman or something like that. He's the song and dance man or something like that. Hey, he has the chops for it. I mean, he could do that. That's for sure. Of course he can. He's done it. Absolutely. And there is a little bit of a, you know, sometimes it can backfire. I mean, you know, quite a number of years ago, we had a really amazing actor, uh, Richard E. Grant, play The Great Intelligence, which you would thought, like, if we had thought that or if we knew that on uh, ahead of time, we would have been like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. It's just perfect. It's amazing. It's perfect. And then, you know, we got what we got. Right. So, <laughs> so um, um, you know, I, I try not to get terribly excited about this sort of thing until, uh, you know, it actually airs and then judge it then. But uh, no, it's uh, because the it, writing. If, you, mean- if you speculate, you know, it just leads to leads to heartache. Um, so, um, well, uh, we're, we're ESO. We're used to being mud on our face, you know, <laughs> you know, we've done that all the time every summer, you know, when we, on the other podcast, when we do our movie reviews and movie speculations and try to predict what the hits were going to be or what the flops were going to be, you know, I have so much egg on my face. I can make myself an omelet. It's okay. So it's pretty cool with that. And you know what? We have fun with it, folks, and it's okay to speculate, but we just, like we keep on saying, we're not going to go out and talk about r- so many baseless rumors about what what people have heard, what people have said, and even a couple of the Facebook groups that I'm part of are starting to get very, very predict, you know, rumor mills, and I've actually actually had to drop out of one or two of them because yeah, I just, I, I wanted I to stop too. hearing it's it it was just getting too ridiculous. Yeah, some of them were just I mean, they were just posting anything. And it yeah. just it I got, mean, I I, I I you know, I don't need any Doctor Who news other than to tell me when and where. 
Um, because when, it, when, once I find out when it is, what time, where to watch it, I'm there. That's all the information that I need. Like <laughs> everything else just is, is noise. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. It is noise. Speaking of noise, I got a new DVD in the mail today. I got the new Doctor Who, Eve of the Daleks, and Legend of the Sea Devils, the two Ooh. last specials. Thank God they put them on one disc, you know, basically, or packaged them together. Because, folks, you know, I don't know if I would have bought them each individually or I would have had to wait for a massive sale for it to happen <laughs> because I love Jody as the doctor. We keep on saying that on the show. We think she's amazing, but man, some of them are more rough than others. Yeah. It's sad. That's <laughs> a good way to put it. It is a good way to put it. And I'm hoping, I really, really am hoping that, you know, the regeneration special will be better and fingers crossed. We can so always hope. <laughs> So available now wherever you can get your Blu-rays and such. Um, it's available both in the UK and in the US. And they have DVD and Blu-ray. And, of course, you know, I got mine through Amazon. I had pre-ordered it because I think it was only like 15 bucks or something. And I think it was on. It had to be on sale for me to buy that for that. <laughs> so, But, you know, definitely check it out. Definitely worth it. Otherwise... I don't think we really have much other Doctor Who news to, you know, really talk about. So leave us feedback. What are you guys thinking for the 60th anniversary? What would you guys like to see? And it, but I will say this before I, before we take a break, it's interesting. We're seeing tons of David Tennant pictures, but we're not seeing any pictures of the new doctor and anything in these scenes. No, he has not been a part of any of the outdoor filming. Yes. That so I find that kind of interesting. Well, they have filmed some in the studio, so it is possible he was there for some of yeah, that. Yeah, I would hope so. So, because would we get a sneak peek of what his costume looks like? Maybe. Could be. So I want to see what Judy looks like. I am very much looking forward to Dr. 14. And you know what? We'll see it probably sooner than not. I know. I know what next month is San Diego Comic-Con. Are they, I don't even know if they're doing a Doctor Who panel in Hall H this year. So okay. we'll have to check on that. Yeah, I um, haven't heard anything about it. No, but they're just starting to announce what's going to be in Hall H. So we'll find out probably by our next episode. We might have a better clue what's going on. It'd be great to maybe have, you know, some kind of trailer for... Uh, the regeneration episode, but you know, we'll have to wait and see. We will wait and see. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. What do you want to see? Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. And we are going to be talking about the Shakespeare Code. Tonight's show is a little different. Tonight's show is about a man who's not really a man, he's a doctor, but he's not really a doctor. Like Dr. Phil, but awesome. Most people in the United States of America have not heard of him. He's just like me in that regard. Who is he? He's the doctor.
Hey, Mike, I think I might have the new promo for Earth Station 1 for the spring. Want to hear it? Sure. Celebrating over 12 years of bringing you all things geek, we're the Earth Station 1 podcast. No matter the topic, we have been showing you all sides of geekdom with interviews, reviews, discussions, con reports, and as always, the geek seat. Join Mike and Mike weekly at earthstation1.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. That's Earth Station 1. What do you think? Is it okay? That's eh, fine. We'll, we'll do better next time. Outside this door. Brave new world. Where are we? Miss Jones, will you accompany me to the theater? Upon this night, the work is done. A muse to pen loves labor's one. <laughs> so many strange events. What was it then? Witchcraft. It's all a bit Harry Potter. No! An entire future of the universe. It ends right now in 1599 if we don't stop it. Who is this doctor? Does he come now at our time of glory? Whatever you do, stop that plane. This fleeting earth will perish. And now, dear listeners, we are going back to the year 2007. That's right, folks. The years before the iPhone, the years before most people had a smartphone. Yes, that's right. We are going back to the old days of Doctor Who, as some of the younger people are calling it. <laughs> so, you know, it, and it's actually very interesting, too, because I was actually talking to one of William's friends, and he says, oh, I love Doctor Who. I love the old series. And he says, oh, with Tom Baker and, you know, Peter Davison. And he says, oh, no, no, no. I was talking about Chris Eccleston and David Tennant. Oh, like, uh, hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, Welcome oh. to the club, Ashley. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> it's, only, it's only downhill from here. I know. Yep, yep. <laughs> you whippersnappers, yeah. get off my lawn. <laughs> get out of my TARDIS. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going back to 2007, and we are looking at the Shakespeare Code. Of course, it's David Tennant and Freema Agerman, and it is... Pretty darn awesome. This is Freeman's second episode as Martha Jones. And it was awesome because the doctor had promised her to take her somewhere in time and also, you know, somewhere, you know, exotic. And then they ended up in London. <laughs> of course. Past London, at least. So. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. It's like, don't, I almost fully expect Don't they it. know by now the second episode is almost always a, a historical episode? Um, especially that old era of Doctor Who, yes. <laughs> yes in the ancient era. <laughs> in the ancient era of Doctor Who. So, yeah, it, it was very interesting. And I actually had forgotten parts of this. It was actually a lot of fun to be able to watch it again. And I actually – it was neat to see Doctor Who and – Seeing the 10th Doctor is always great. And, you know, Ashley, since this was your pick, tell us why you picked this one. Yeah, so, well, David Tennant is my favorite Doctor. I've loved each things about all of the Doctors I've seen, but he's the one that I've kind of gravitated to as my Doctor. And I really like the Shakespeare Code because I do tend to enjoy the historical setting episodes. I love the medieval era and 
general, I'm interested in that part of history. And I thought it was so cool that they were able to go back in time and meet Shakespeare, who was a real historical figure, but mix in some of the science fiction and fantasy elements of this story too. I just really liked the setting. I thought the three witches were interesting. Again, how they take kind of that bit of mythology, but make it so that they're creatures, aliens from another dimension. So I just thought it was a fun little um, one-off episode. Nice that it's kind of a self-contained adventure too. I know that with a lot of modern storytelling, like Marvel movies and whatnot, everything kind of builds on each other and it's this big overarching story, but sometimes it's nice just to kind of have a fun little self-contained adventure where you meet all the characters and by the end of the episode, everything's wrapped up. So yeah, I, I just enjoyed seeing David Tennant do his thing. And then of course, seeing the blend of the history and also the science fiction. And a little bit of touch of Harry Potter also in this. <laughs> yes. Experience. Oh, that was so funny. That, that's something that I don't feel is aged well. No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I loved it when the doctor mentioned, oh, doc- book seven, I cried because <laughs> I think they were on book five or six at that time. So it was just like, it's like, so nobody was like, oh, damn you, Time Lord. So, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> exactly. So, but it was, it was interesting. I liked the characterization of Shakespeare and this was more like a Shakespeare from what they were doing at that time, like the Shakespeare in love era and everything not that he looked like the bard and you know and with the the ruffle around his neck and everything he was more hip you could almost say yeah he's he's much younger than you they usually see yes. him portrayed in the paintings exactly and uh what, what did uh, the 10th doctor say stop rubbing your head you're gonna lose your hair <laughs> so yeah was- i mean it's just kind of a fun romp this episode it's just it's you know, it's, it's like, not too profound, and it's there's they're just having fun with the witches flying all over the place and going in and out and just being quite over the top witchy, which I think works fine in the episode. It's just you know it's a lot of fun to watch. I think it's uh it's one of those ones where it's a historical, but yeah, they do have uh fan like as you said, Ashley, it's, it mixes sort of science and fantasy, uh, science fiction and fantasy really well. Um, and in this sort of literary historical background, I think it, it's really fun as well. Um, it's a nice, you know, this is our first or second really, you know, episode with Martha. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really nice to get to know her a little bit more. Um, we sort of learn a little bit and, and, and David's still kind of, how do we say, how do we put it? He's still kind of cooking as well. Like he's not, I don't feel like he's fully like, the 10th doctor yet. Like, I mean, I know he's gone through a whole season with Rose and everything, but, but even in this, he seems so young and, and not as confident um, as the doctor as he would become like after this, for sure. Uh, I mean, this is really, this is a season. This is the beginning of, I think some of the best doctor who that we ever get, you know, whether it's a uh, family of blood or blink and, and all of that stuff that comes like, it's just all, right. That's, around. that's all the season though. Right. Yeah. It's right around the corner from this. And it's just so, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this is a nice, like kind of uh, sort of taste of like what's to come. Like it's going to, you know, this is good, but wait for, till the next few episodes, it's going to get really good. But these two really work together. 
Um, you know, I mean, we do have the, the sort of, uh, you have, you have a couple of episodes this season that are a little more weak that you have coming up like the Daleks in Manhattan. Sure. And you also have that one with, uh, Mark and he's the bad guy in it where he transforms into a monster or something like, you know, and has Martha introduces Martha's family in that one. Right. And they, uh, oh, Lazarus. Lazarus. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Which yeah. was horrible. Which, yeah. I, I don't know. Like looking back now, I'm like, I'm sure if we watch those with fresh eyes, we'll be like, man, these were not so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our hindsight. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause if you Our think about it, Daleks in Manhattan has Spider-Man in it. So it's pretty awesome. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is still a terrible. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like, I like the dynamic that they have here. I love the fact that she's a doctor. Um, so that, you know, they play off that when someone needs a doctor, like they both jump, jump into action. I think that's pretty cool. Um, obviously, you know, Martha's in love with him and that's like, that's not, unfortunate. That it's we- unfortunate. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's unrealistic, but it's unfortunate. I do. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, it's like, I hate uh, that. I absolutely abhor. Yes, because looking at Mar- David Tennant is like, character. how could anybody be attracted to David Tennant? How could anybody want to be in love with David Tennant? That's just weird. How could how could that happen? I don't think that's the point. I think it it demeans her character. I think it she, does. She, it's I don't, not, I, or it undermines her character. I don't think I don't think it even makes sense with her character. Not not that she wouldn't maybe at some point you know, come to care for him, but she the way, him, you know. yeah, she just met him in the way. But I, I don't it, feel it like she's me completely insane. without agency. I don't think she's completely doe eyed. Um, you know, they put her in a situation where she's actually, and this, they've never, they have not done this before. They, they put her in a situation where she's actually in bed with him and like, just, just like inches away from his face. And I'm like, okay, it's really, you're putting these two characters in this position. You're kind of forcing them to, in this. Well, that's just it position. though. It, be, it feels forced. That That's well, why I don't like it. Yes. Yes. It's, but it's not anything that I don't think the character or even the actress is. And, and, I think it ends up making her one of the strongest characters because of what she does at the oh, end. At the this. end, yes, I agree. Um, I agree. So, um, and 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 this is well the first until time. they stupidly throw her with Mickey. Well, yeah, that's no, no. Let's <laughs> not get into. Um, but but on the subject, but on the subject of Mickey, this is the first time. I mean, other than Mickey, for a little bit, this is the first time where we really get a uh, a companion of color. Right? Yes, of course. Um, and so when they're going into London, like, you know, right away, Martha's like, am I going to be okay? Like, I'm not going to get carted off as a slave, am I? And, well, that was and a he's like, valid question. And, yeah, it and was a great like, question. Actually. He's like, what? Why would you think that? And she's like, um, I'm not exactly white. You know, like this is this could be problematic for me traveling in the past. And he's like, eh, he just kind of blows it off. And I think that's. Obviously, they don't want to get into it, but it's such a... a but to a, dismiss it like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just a... It's it's too I mean, hand-wavy, it's, right? Right. Like, well, and also, it's 
He's it's, like, it's <laughs> offensive because he's, I mean, that's a very valid thing for her to be afraid of. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, it doesn't bother me. I just do this. And it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. You're a white male. Yeah. He's like, I'm not even human. You just walk around like you own the place. And it's like, yes, but you could own the place. Yeah. Like, you look like you could own the place. Exactly. I don't. Like, so I did. Yeah, that was a little rough when I was, uh, I had forgotten that whole exchange happened. And um, it was kind of, I guess it was something they felt they needed to break, bring up, but I don't think Russell really wanted to get into it. So he just waved it off. And I, I, I don't know. It would have been better not bringing it up than mm-hmm. doing, than treating it that it's, way. It's possible. It comes up later. Um, I think it's a little bit more treated a little bit better in family of blood. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was interesting how they did bring it up and how he dismissed it. Like you said, he, you know, I, he didn't see it that way, but she could have been kidnapped and put into bondage and very easily, very oh, easily. Yeah. 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 She could have been taken away by anybody in this one. It's, it's, it's really fantastic. Like it utter fantasy, the way that she just walks around and is able to do what she does. And, and they don't, even change clothes for this and i'm like mm, like she's really not i mean she's wearing jeans she, like she's on. wearing jeans and a leather jacket come <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Like, and you I'm know like, how, how sinful it would have been when she had her jacket off to be showing her arms and showing you know for a society and that she had tattoos and stuff yeah like this is like not she should yeah that's yeah no that was just crazy it was it was that was kind of like one of the sticking points with me it was just like and then when i loved when she tried to speak old english and he was like no 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 don't do that yeah don't do that yeah Yeah, that's funny though (laughs) no no don't don't don't. just just don't (laughs) and i loved you know shakespeare I love the character, how they portrayed him, though. You know, that he he didn't see the psychic paper. He just saw a blank, blank sheet. He was able to see through all these things. And he even figured out that the doctor was a time traveler and that Martha was from the future. And it was, it was pretty awesome and everything. And that, you know, he was the wisest man of his era until he met the doctor, as he said. So it was, I liked it. I... I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the witches, and I thought it, they were done very, very well. And, you know, the whole thing at the beginning of it, when they killed that the the guy, you know, who was serenading the one witch and everything, it's like, it's like, okay, so why are they doing that? There was no explanation. Oh, we needed, you know, the liver of a young virgin or something like that, you know or you know something but you they didn't say anything because they were controlling people through voodoo basically and you know with the dolls and so there was no explanation for that and everything but i pushed it out you know it's still a fun episode it was good there was a science science explanation for that oh about the voodoo and stuff yeah yeah i mean they they you know magic or techno babble it's the same thing Right. Like it's like, you know, one set, one is science fiction and one is fantasy. Mm-hmm. But really, in our minds, it's just the same thing. Right. Yeah, like if you could say like, oh, it's so it's much. magic or it's, it's whatever it is, a image displacement module or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Like, <laughs> like wibbly wobbly timing. Time yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, 
I also uh, really trying. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, also enjoyed the focus on like the power of words because I felt like that fit in well with the episode about Shakespeare who wrote hundreds and hundreds of years ago, but his works are still being um, performed and commented on and reflected on today. So I thought that was a nice pairing that the uh, Carrionites could be controlled or control using words. And then that was in an episode about Shakespeare who made such an impact on history with words. There's so many references to Shakespeare in this that if you are a Shakespeare, I guess, nut, uh, you would be, you know, there's a lot of eggs, Easter eggs for you and all that. Um, I'm really glad they they went the way they did and sort of depicted Shakespeare as a literary hero, as opposed to, you know, like a lot of things where it's like, oh, when you meet them, they're not as good or they're not. They're, they're not as knowledgeable or maybe, you know, because there's a lot of uh, scholars that believe that Shakespeare didn't write all the things that he wrote, et cetera, et cetera. So they could have easily made him out to be a buffoon. Um, and I'm glad that they, they didn't. I, I'm like you. I'm glad to see that Shakespeare was presented this way as a literary hero. Oh, Genius. literally. Yes. And I'm glad they touched on his. Uh, mental breakdown after his son died and I di- wasn't expecting that to them go into that much detail and I I thought it was very very you know some of it was pretty you know gruesome especially when they were in the hospital tech you know where they actually whipped the patients at the hospital yeah that was that was pretty dark <laughs> And poor Martha was like, you whip the patients? You know, she's a doc, you know, she's a doctor and she's like, it's what? an asylum. It's not a, if you don't go there, if you've got a cold and they, they yeah. don't whip, they don't whip you around. If you're like, if you've got a headache, like, yeah, so it's a mental asylum. Exactly. It still doesn't, it still doesn't defend what they do. But, um, yeah, I did think it's, it's not like, you know, in Star Trek, what is it? Four, uh, where you know McCoy's like looking around at the hospital, going, "You guys are barbarians." Like, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's not like that, but it's you know, it's still pretty bad, obviously. Well, it's still barbaric. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I uh, and that was you know, I mean, obviously that was. Uh, I, I thought I liked the way that worked. I mean, it was sort of weird that you know that uh that the doctor had some sort of like did some sort of mind meld <laughs> with the guy yeah <laughs> um i was like oh we're really getting into star trek territory here because uh, well you know his his psychic abilities are whatever the script calls for yeah well, it, yes yeah. but they've done it in other episodes too. sure 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 it's not the first time it's not like he's going i'm going to do a mr spock on you you know <laughs> right yeah yeah no no there's precedent there's so. precedent for it and so it's it's very interesting, and I, I thought it was the story moved very quickly. It did not feel like forty-seven minutes of an episode, and so it was. It flew right by, and that that's what made it even better for me. And I'm really curious to see, you know, what you know how we're going to rate this in a little bit and everything because. It was fun and it was, you know, it was entertaining. And that's what I look for in Doctor Who. I was not bored in this one. No. Not like some of the uh, newer episodes, but that's a whole different story. The uh, the references to Shakespeare, I mean, they have a lot of fun with the dialogue. I mean, uh, you know, either Martha, the Doctor will say something that 
Shakespeare. It's in a later Shakespeare play or that's in one of his early ones when it, like when he goes, hey, well, that's one of mine, you know, that kind of thing. And that's kind of fun. <laughs> the one reference that I was like, mm, if when I thought about it, I, you know, it was kind of cute in the beginning or, you know, that, that when he refers to her as the dark uh, to Martha as the dark lady and he starts uh, saying uh, singing a sonnet to her. I was like, that's not the dark lady. Like, that's just like Martha is not the dark lady. Like and and that's like you. That's taking that term literally, as opposed to, I mean, I always felt, and I think uh, it was it was done. In, you know, it was always thought that the dark lady was more of a uh, a darkness, a dark as been not in color, but as in tone and in, and as uh, emotion, right? Yeah, I think so. So, um, so yeah, that that kind of spins that in a weird light um and it's just sort of like it's one of those things that i think everyone you know russell's just sort of flips off again without really knowing what he's doing yeah he makes a joke out of it and is very flippant about it but it's, right the same way he yeah. does about the about you know about why she shouldn't be concerned mm-hmm. with the color of her skin right and, and, and so so yeah russell <laughs> and we all know these are things that russell would not do now like yeah. I am not worried about like Russell taking over um, with Doctor Who now because I think he's much, very much learned how to handle that sort of thing a lot better than he did when he was in the first like two or three seasons of Doctor Who. And it's interesting to look back like storytelling 15 years ago, like you said, what would be done or handled differently today? Yes. Because yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't want to derail, derail this whole story. Well, yeah, there's a lot of problematic issues around women in RTD's era. Yeah. And I am very interested to see what happens in this new era. I think it will be different. I, I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and in light of other things he's done since then. And, you know, he's pro- I think he's just grown up some. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. We'll, well, we see. All have, we'll see know, what happens. 15 years. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know, it, well, it should be noted that he did not write this episode, at least not, you know, no, the Gareth bulk of it. Roberts did, yeah, but, our, our, but he our, heavily rewrites people. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. So, but, it, uh, yeah, and, and it, Gareth is not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Writer, but I, I, I do. better than Chibnall. So, uh, mm-hmm. sure. I don't know. Okay. I, I enjoyed the lodger and closing time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I've enjoyed some of his his stories. Um, the ones that were filmed, I, you know, his other stuff, uh, novels and everything like that. I I can't say I've enjoyed as much, but okay, fair enough. But uh, he, uh, you know, it, it's it's solid. Like it, it's just a bit of fun if you don't think about it. Um, because when you start thinking about it, there's hope. There's a lot of things that that just don't work as well, or you, that they kind of brush over. But it's a fun story that uh, you know shows um, a literary hero, the sort of the legend of Shakespeare, rather than the actual man. Sort of like uh, what the, you were saying about that new Elvis movie, right? That kind yeah, of does that with Elvis. Yes. <laughs> like this is a very no, it's a good way to put idealized it. version of Shakespeare. I think Shakespeare yes. would enjoy seeing himself portrayed as this if he could somehow <laughs> jump forward I think he would think this was pretty cool he would have been hey I look yeah. pretty darn good yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at me 
<laughs> Look at me, you know. I saved the day. Since he's been I, dead for I'm the years, only. Yeah. I'm the only one that can stop this and save the day. Um, you know, I, I love that. Um, I is the hero of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yes, course, one thing I couldn't remember. Um, you know, because my memories and I and I started to look it up, but um, so at the end. When Queen Elizabeth the first uh, shows up and she's pretty darn mad at the doctor. My arch enemy uh, nemesis, the we, doctor. We do find out what that, we don't know yet, but don't we later find out what that's about? Yeah, yeah. the 50th yes. anniversary special. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. That's what I thought. Yes. I say, I get my royals confused sometimes, so I'm not really sure sometimes who who uh, is which Elizabeth or... Victoria yeah. or yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah. it, it's a joke that occurs in several episodes, and then they finally explain it more mm-hmm. in the 50th exactly. anniversary. Because I did look, and, and apparently Shakespeare, I mean, obviously, I mean, it, over you know, 50 years or whatever, it's not quite 50 years when this is made, but still, the franchise is old enough, and Shakespeare is a huge figure that he has mentioned several times in Doctor Who prior to this. And, and I think the fourth Doctor mentions that he's met him. Uh, the sixth Doctor as well. Um, even, I think, uh, the first Doctor? Um, so, uh, 1965, right? So, I think so, yes. Um, so that's, uh, you know, and, and they don't really reference that stuff here. Uh, but, of course, that could be... You know, timey wimey. It could be before. Yeah, it could be after. in Shakespeare's future. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. Which was interesting, though. But yes, um, he's mentioned. You know, the Queen also a couple times, and so, but they never showed them together until the fiftieth, and then he accused her of being a Zygon, which technically she was. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it it was interesting. So. Any final thoughts on this before we go ahead and rate this? One out of five TARDISes, folks. One being the worst, five being the best. Ashley, this is your first, so let's go for it. All right. I'm going to give it four out of five uh, TARDISes. I hadn't seen this one in uh, several years, actually, but remembered enjoying it. And um, like you said, Mary, it's a fun romp. It's a good adventure story, historical fantasy, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. But I think, yeah, there are definitely episodes that hit harder f- from a narrative and emotional standpoint. But this is a fun one. This could be a good one to kind of show somebody that's new to Doctor Who and give them a little bit of the idea of the flavor of the show. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Mary? I think I'll probably give it a four also. I mean, it's not, you know... It's one of those episodes where if you, if you start nitpicking it, yeah, there's there's some problems with it. But it it's just it's it's one that you can just sit back and enjoy on its own merits. And like Ashley said, it, it's just a nice one off. Um, it doesn't really lead anywhere, and I think that's good. I, I think that just makes it more enjoyable. And also, I have to say, it is wonderful to see Martha again. I we we need to do more Martha episodes because I I think she, I, I love Martha as a companion. I think she makes a great companion. So I do yeah. too. And I feel like a lot of times she gets looked over, like you talk about Rose or Donna. Mm-hmm. But I I um it was nice to go back and see Martha again. It made me want to go back and watch through all her episodes to see her character journey. Absolutely. I agree with you completely there, Ashley. Mikey. Um, 
I'm going to give this a four as well. Um, because I, I just, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I, it's there. There's, I love this season of Doctor Who. If I had to pick one season of Doctor Who, that's my absolute favorite over all 50 plus years. This is it. Um, you know, Smith and Jones, which, which the episode before this is great. Uh, gridlock, which is right after this is awesome. Yeah. There's a few bump, uh, you know, clunkers coming um that are probably not not fours i don't think there's anything below a three this season and then there are some definite fives this season which is amazing i think this this season has more fives in my book than any other season of doctor who and this isn't a five but it's right there i mean it's really good it it it, uh it gets you sort of ready for what's to come and i i love the you know, despite the fact that it's not, you know, the best relationship, I love the chemistry between uh, Tenant and, uh, uh, well, between Ten and Doctor. Um, I think, and I just, I love, I love Prima. I just do. Um, and, and she's great in this. Um, I, I, you know, as an, as a, as a companion goes, I mean, I think she's just really good in this. Uh, she's not just sitting there screaming in trouble. She's always, uh, showing that she's got some agency. I mean, she doesn't get a lot to do, especially in the second half. But still, um, I, I really appreciate her. So, um, yeah, four for me. Okay, <sighs> man, I guess I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. <laughs> you know, I was like going, do I give it a three and a half? Do I be the bastard of the show? <laughs> but, when has that ever stopped you? Yeah. Never has ever. <laughs> Ours actually. has to be one. <laughs> well, that way I'm giving it a two. No, just kidding. Um, I'm going to give it a four also. This one, it's a lot of fun. It It's amazing to rewatch. And there was a lot about it that I hadn't remembered. And I enjoyed a ton of it. And it was just a fun romp. And like Ashley said, it would be fun to show somebody – this episode early in watching Doctor Who. Maybe start them with Smith and Jones and then go forward or something like that. It might be a great way to, you know, introduce them to Doctor Who because what Mike said, it's a great season. And there's a lot that we have not done yet on the show that we're going to be talking all about. I don't even think we've done Smith and Jones yet as one of them. So I think, you know, we're definitely going to be visiting Martha and the Doctor again fairly soon because we got a lot of time to fill so definitely would love to hear from you guys at home what do you think did you enjoy this one please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com we definitely would love to hear from you all right that is going to wrap up the episode for tonight we are going to be joined for our next episode by our friend of course Veronica Belmont is going to be joining us and talking about her favorite episode of Doctor Who. And then the episode after that, I think Charles is going to be joining. So we're going to be seeing both of the felt and nerdy people back up here and talking about their favorite episodes. So it should be kind of fun. But, you know, of course, Ashley, thank you as always for joining us. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure. Anything you want to you know promote or anything or your you want to talk about your blog and everything? Yeah. Well, um, got a couple stuff um, with the ESO Network coming out this week. I posted a review of the Elvis movie up on the blog. And then also... Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. 
and that totally derailed my thoughts. So, <laughs> but yeah, and then also this week I got to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi on that ESO uh, main podcast. So looking forward to that coming out. So busy, busy time of year for the summer movie season and lots of stuff on streaming as well. That's awesome. That is really awesome. And let's thank our regulars, of course. Thank, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. And Miss Mary Ogle. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed revisiting Martha. Let's do more. Of course. Anything you want to shout out about? You can find me stuff? at, at uh, com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Most excellent. Most excellent. Folks, thanks as always for listening. We do appreciate you guys. If we don't say it enough, but we do, we really appreciate you guys. And we got some fun stuff coming up before October, so definitely you know check us out at dragon con or check us out i'm sure we're going to probably do before the end of the summer another live episode so it should be kind of fun to do it and we might actually even break into Streamyard so we could actually talk to you guys live at the same time god that's gonna be scary but yes it should be a ton of fun but until then on behalf of myself mike faber mr mike gordon ms mary ogle and ms ashley pauls thank you so much for joining us and we will see you here next time on earth station who peace and we're done. Woo-hoo. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.